Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this Around the Ropes podcast episode on this Tuesday, February 27th. I quit the English for a second. We're almost at the end of February, which is mind-blowing because I still, to me, it still feels like we should have started, you know, we should have started, you know, feels like we started in January. But guys, you got me tonight riding solo. Ryan is, obviously, if you saw my post a couple days ago, Ryan is taking a few weeks off from this program uh, due to personal reasons. He will be back probably as we get closer to Mania, more than likely. <laughs> but um, like I said, guys, you guys are my co-hosts tonight. If there's anything specific you guys want me to talk about, leave them in the comments below. You can catch us. We are all, not only are we on Facebook tonight, we're on YouTube, but we're also debuting on Twitch tonight as well. So if you follow, if you watch us on Twitch, definitely follow us on there. We're going to try to start getting that more integrated into the show as well. As always, guys, you know where to find us. You can find us at any social media site you can think of. With that all being said, we got a lot to get to tonight. We got your fallout from the Elimination Chamber. We got your preview of AEW Revolution. We're going to talk a little bit about Sting because Sunday is Sting's last match in pro wrestling. And this guy who's been wrestling for, God knows, 30 plus years, if not more. Uh, but we do have some sad news to bring up to you now. Uh, it was reported uh, yesterday that Ole Anderson, one of the founding members of the Four Horsemen, passed away. You think of tag team wrestling. Obviously, we did a we did a top ten video, God, probably sometime last year. And there's so many tag teams when it comes to pro wrestling. I mean, you got the Dudleys, you got the Hardys, you got. Uh, Arn and Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. I mean, you can go down the list. The Ole Anderson was a huge part of tag team wrestling. I mean, they were talking about it today. He had, I think, a total of 38 titles amongst you know, because he was more. You have to realize something Ole Anderson was more in the territory days than anything. He, re- he retired in the early, he retired, I think. From what I saw in 1990, so he's been out of the limelight for a god awful amount of time. But he is—he's definitely significant because, like I said, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the Four Horsemen. And if it wasn't for the Four Horsemen, who knows where any of this stuff would be right now in regards to pro wrestling? Just bear with me one second. I am trying to share the show. And guys, if you are watching us, hit the hit the subscribe button, hit the share button. It costs you nothing. Let your friends, family, and any other wrestling fans you know, you know, let them see what what's on here, what we have. Because, like I said, folks, we're here every goddamn Tuesday. So, like I said, folks, like I mentioned before, uh, we do have the passing of our of all of Oli Anderson. I've got to say on, but it's Oli. So tonight's show will be dedicated to him. But guys, let's dive right into the Elimination Chamber, which happened this past Saturday down in Perth, Australia. And it was the last stop before Mania. And what's funny about this pay-per-view is this. You look at, normally you look at the pay-per-views right before Mania, and it's okay, it's a filler. Let's just call it what it is. This one was not a filler at all. This one, yes, they only had four matches on it, plus the the talking segment with the great with uh, Grayson Waller. So you definitely you de- you definitely had um significant matches. But I want to dive into first is the women's elimination chamber match. 
because while we all knew Becky was going to win, I got to give props to Tiffany Stratton because there's a saying in pro wrestling, you go over or you get over. And yet Tiffany didn't go over. Tiffany ended up losing. But she got over. You heard that crowd, the 60, I think it was 60,000 down there who were chanting, let's go Tiff, who were pissed off when Tiffany did get eliminated. And she is somebody who, I mean, there's already talks about her going for the money in the bank in June when they're up in Toronto. And honestly, there's two women, I think, right as of right now, as of tonight's episode, there's two women who I think should be the favorite to get the money in the bank. And that would be Tiffany Stratton is one. And number two would be Chelsea Green. Because while Chelsea hasn't done a lot, you're talking about somebody who doesn't get a lot of time. I mean, last night on Monday Night Raw, I think was one of the longer promos she's had. And it's... So right now, I think those two have to be the top two who I think should be in that run-in to win that money in the bank. And I know people are going to say, oh, you know, John, you're only saying Chelsea because they're in Canada. No. Chelsea right now, to me... And, and also, let's let's call it this way. If Chelsea wins the money in the bank, how much more of a pain in the ass is she going to become right now with her character? I can tell you. A hell of a lot more annoyed. But, so right now, I think... so. I think definitely Tiffany definitely got definitely got over. She didn't go over. She got over. Uh, I will say this much. I thought she also took, there was a few moments in this match where she took a lot, and I mean a lot of interesting spots. There was the one spot early on in the match where she had Naomi and Becky, because I think they were the first two who started. Almost reminiscent of what John Cena used to do back in the day when he would have like Edge and Big Show. So she definitely showed her athleticism to say the least. And that's the one thing I've noticed with Tiffany is we always the one another thing we talk about in pro wrestling a lot is having the it factor. And Tiffany, whatever the it factor is, which I don't even know if there really is an it factor per se, Tiffany has it because not only does she have the look. She is more than willing to get dirty in the ring to get the job done. You can't really ask that for a lot of people nowadays. So it is what she's done in a short amount of time. Because I think, I don't think she's even been in WWE that long. Let me double check. Because like I said, I think if memory serves me right, I think she may have only been in WWE. I mean, she's only 24 years old, so let's look at it that way. She's quite impressive, to say the least. Um, she, she's been wrestling since... Her, her debut was in 2021. So her debut wasn't even three years ago. And I'm just trying to see here. Yeah, she debuted in pro wrestling. And in three years, has gone through NXT, put onto the main roster, debuted at the Rumble. But we always get a lot of people who debut at the Rumble. Made the jump to the main roster and put on, I would say, one of the best showings we've ever had 
in the freaking elimination chamber. It really is something to be seen here. My only fear is going to be this. Is, are they, I'm not saying they're pushing her too quick. I'm not saying she's not at the top that quick. Because you got to look back. Even look back at women like Charlotte. Women like Becky. Sasha, even. <clears throat> when they came up in 2015, they didn't get it right away. It took them a little bit of time. And those are considered, you know, the top of the top. So the fact that Tiffany is getting it and putting on stellar matches, I could very easily see a possible scenario where we're not even talking money bank with her. We're talking championship belt. I'm thinking, I would say if she doesn't get money in the bank in June, I would definitely say have her go for a title. I could definitely see her in the ring. I mean, we saw what she did with Becky when Becky came down to NXT, God, a couple months ago. So it's definitely, it's going to be telling to see how, you know, Becky plays, you know, plays that whole thing out. But you look at, you look at, you know, so we have that. The women's elimination chamber, I thought it was really good. It opened up the show beautifully. It did what it had to do. And it really, it, it set the bar. Because I've noticed one thing even recently. Women wrestling, especially when it comes to WWE in the last, I would say the last six months, has been some of the best stuff I've seen. And I'm, if you've listened to the show in the past, you know how much of a proponent I am for women's wrestling. I talk about it a lot when it comes to indie wrestling. And it is incredible what those women can do. And especially, I got to give credit to, to Raquel. Raquel came, made her return last Monday on Monday night, not this past Monday, the Monday beforehand, after being on the shelf for three months. And she put on one hell of a performance. So the one thing I like with these women is for a while, it used to be, okay, if you were Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, or Bailey, you were up here. Everybody else is down here. Where now, yes, granted, we do have, I mean, Charlotte is out right now currently with an injury. You do have Bailey, who is going to be in one of the marquee matches at Mania in Philly. <coughs> but look at how there's like no, it doesn't dip down from there. There's not that much room, is probably what I'm trying to say. Where you know, you have Raquel, you have Tiffany, you have Chelsea, you have Liv Morgan, who I still think, by the way, is going to turn heel sooner rather than later, because she's, I think, about to snap any second. Especially with somebody like Liv, who, from what I saw, had, I think, the last, God, the last three Rumbles, and even with the Chamber, has she's been a runner-up every time. So eventually she's going to snap. Let's just call it what it is. But guys, one thing I also like to mention, you can, you know, if you have any questions, definitely leave your comments below. We'll definitely read them on the air and all that. Because we do have one comment coming now uh, from Michael Vasquez saying, awesome. Michael, thank you for watching. I appreciate that. But guys, like Michael, you can definitely get your comments read on air. But 
let's keep things moving here because I thought overall, like I said, with the women's, I thought they did a great job. They, like I said, they set the bar. Moving along, I want to get to the men's rumble for a second because this one we talked about the I you know when you know last week on the show we were going over this card. Ryan asked me you know with this card you know what my thoughts were on it, <coughs> and I thought about it and I realized that there were certain guys in this men's chamber who weren't going to personally. I don't think was going to do anything. I couldn't see somebody like Bobby, especially you got him and the Street Profits in the program right now with Karrion Cross and um, Authors of Pain. So I doubt you were, we were getting anything with them. To me, somebody like Logan Paul, yes, I think he's athletic enough and he he's a character, but I think him having the U.S. title should be his focus going into Mania. So I didn't think he was going to win. You you know damn well if it wasn't gonna be freaking Logan Paul, you know damn well Kevin Owens wasn't gonna make it because he would have got he he's in the program right now with Logan. So the fact that they put it on Drew, honestly, I don't have a problem with it. I think Drew the last two months has definitely his mic work, especially, has been incredible. In the last two months, he's making you because I remember at first when he first started this whole heel thing, he wasn't believable, but now he's starting to become believable again. But hold on, excuse me. My only question though is this he's a heel, and I would love somebody to explain this to me. Why does he still do when he does the Claymore? Why does he still do the three, two, one? That's a baby face maneuver. That's what I don't understand. What he should have done is, you know, done the three, two, and then before he gets the one, go, ah, screw that. I'm not going to listen to you guys. Because like I said, doing it that way doesn't really pan out well. It doesn't suit well at all. And it is something that, let's call it what it is. He's not... It's not. It doesn't work for him. Let me put it that way. And you know, I want, like I said, keep things moving here. Let me get over to the other. I'm just pulling up the card right now. So just bear with me one second. Again, guys, uh, definitely. If you have any questions, definitely leave them in the comments section below. Okay, so let me pull over the rest of the card right now. Just give me a second here. Okay, so we had. Okay, now I get the whole freaking history. You go through, you know, Wikipedia. Here we go. So we had... Doo -doo -doo. All right, so let's start off actually with the pre-show match. You had the Kabuki Warriors, which is Asuka and Kairi Sade, defeating Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell by pinfall to retain the women, the uh, WWE Women Tag Belts. That match lasted about eight and a half, eight, eight and a half minutes. It was okay. It it was. I think that match was, and that match they didn't announce till we had the press conference Thursday night. That was more to just give Indy that moment because I think the problem is you had given Rhea her moment in the main event, which we'll get to that in a bit. You gave Grayson Waller his moment 
with the Grayson Wall effect, interviewing uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, who I think, by the way, stole Brother Jonas's glasses from his uh, bag or something. <laughs> so again, decent match. Thought it did. I thought it did what it had to do. We talked about the women's uh, chamber match. Next we had was the Judgment Day, which was Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Dirty Dom defeating the new catch Republic of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. I'm going to say this right now. <coughs> Dirty Dom, to me, no matter where he is, gets heat no matter what. And, hold on one second. It is incredible. This is a guy, yes, granted, he was under, you know, probably one of the most famous luchadors ever in Ray. But he gets it. I've seen it now where he tries to talk and he will sit there and he can't get a word in. So you got that. You got, you know, you have a lot going on with him. And it is, it, it with what he's done, I mean, here's the funny thing. The fact that we don't even have to sit there and say Dirty Dom Mysterio. You say Dirty Dom, everybody knows who you're talking about. So it's almost to the extent that he's become bigger to an extent than his last name. Where he's not in a position where you have to sit there and say Dirty Dominic Mysterio. You just say Dirty Dom and everybody knows who you're talking about who's a wrestling fan. The match was good. I will say this much. The right people, the right champions, the right people won in Balor and Priest. And I say that for one reason. Balor and Priest have pretty much held that tag titles for some time now. And it is, they become a very established tag team. Are you going to turn around and take the belt when you're this close to me? Because you have to also remember one thing here. You're you're on the doorsteps of WrestleMania 40. If this was Survivor Series, let's say, last year, <coughs> it wouldn't. It, you could have still played with it a little bit. But you're on the doorsteps of WrestleMania. So... Are you going to want to turn around and take the... And then also, no offense to Bate and Dunn, but they're not that well established yet as a tag team. And I know the comment's going to be, oh, but John, you know, they've always they've taken the belts and put them on two singles guys. Look at Sting and Darby, which we'll get to that one later on. When it makes sense, yes. In the situation with Sting and Darby, it makes sense with the belts on them, with what's going on on Sunday, which we'll get to that later on tonight. But you look at Bate and Dunn, they've only been tagging, I think, two weeks, maybe three weeks, or maybe a month. I would say a month. So the problem is to turn around. Okay, we're not going to bring up that comment. Wait, can't even. Wait, I thought I... Oh, I came in... Frick me. Oh, wait. Nope. Not what I wanted to do. 
But um, not gonna bring up that comment. But like I was saying before, in regards to Pete, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, they're a good tag team. I'm not saying they are, and I think at some point, could I see them with title belts? Absolutely, I could. But right now, in the position they're in, it would be way, way too soon for that. It would be way too freaking soon. But um, <coughs> I still think when we get to Mania in a couple of weeks, I still think we're getting... I mean, Ryan has said this before on the show. I still think we are getting... Damian, we're getting Priest and Balor, Miz and R-Truth. I think that's the easy... Essentially, what you're doing with R-Truth right now is you're going to finally give him that moment. You're going to give him that moment at Mania. I could see them taking the belts. I really could. I think it would be funny if it does happen. But I could very easily see that happening. And I wouldn't even put it past him. Put put it put it past any of them. But um again, guys, let's keep the conversation going. I just want to give me one second here. I want to uh, share the show a little bit more so then more people can can watch. So just bear with me one second here. <coughs> but like I said, guys, um, keep the conversation going. Uh, just give me one second. Just trying to share the show here. Okay, there we go. Oh, that should get us something, at least. But, um, but uh, like I said, in regards to Baton Dunn, they're not going to As of right now, I can't see them in the belts. If they continue this, could I see it? Yeah, absolutely, I could. But right now, no. I think it's way too soon. I also think what they got to do at some point is they got to split those damn tag belts up. Because it's doing nothing for that tag team division. You got tag teams on both Raw and you got tag teams on SmackDown who are incredible. But because you have them, you have the titles unified, you're unified essentially. No, you can't. You really, really can't. But again, guys, like I said, so we have that. And then in the other, just bear with me one second here. <coughs> we talked about uh, the men's, and for anybody who, who doesn't know, in the men's rumble, we had Drew McIntyre defeating Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, LA Knight, Logan Paul, and Randy Orton. Now, we were saying before when it comes to the when it comes to the women with Tiffany Stratton going over and getting over. In this one, my MVP has to be Randy Orton. And I say that for this reason. <laughs> the moves he was doing. I mean, this is a guy who basically was told he should have retired at this point. And he is... What he's doing right now is incredible. What he is doing right now is absolutely incredible. 
And it's something that I didn't think was ever going to happen. But, like I said, so we got that. Um, then let's get to the main event. Which, if you remember last week on the show, I was saying the main event has to be Rhea and Nia. I get the fact it's a it's a gimmicky pay-per-view with uh, the Limited Shield, which I understand that. But to turn around and not have Rhea main event in her home country, I think would have been completely asinine. On paper, probably one of Rhea's toughest matches to date. Probably one of her toughest ones. <laughs> but I will say this much, though. Nia, since she's come back, has been incredible. And really pushed Rhea to her limit. Now, looking at Mania, what do I think is going to end up happening? And we'll, ha we'll have a prediction video probably coming out in the next couple of weeks, more than likely. The way I see it playing out is I see Becky winning. Because realistically, Rhea has gone through everybody. She hasn't gone through... Now, I know there's been a few people who said, oh, you know, should have been Nia who got the win because he could have revisited um, the wrong, you know, the whole Nia Jax Becky Lynch thing from a few years ago. Here's the only problem, though. Excuse me. You look at, you look at that scenario. WWE right now is all about, you know, leaving their fans happy. And, that's the only way you can look at it. That's the only, only way you can look at it. Rhea had to walk out of the chamber with the belt. <laughs> that would have been the only one that would have made sense. But, again, guys, let, let me get your take. You know, if you're watching below, let me know. What were your thoughts overall on the Elimination Chamber? How would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 5? Definitely leave your comments below. We'll definitely read them throughout the show tonight. Also, guys, towards the end of the show tonight, we will have three announcements to make. Three. One, two, three. On two interviews coming up this week. And one that I got told about earlier tonight in regards to something we're doing in April come Philly. So you're not going to want to miss that. But, guys, let's keep things moving here as we now head over to what's happening this Sunday, AW Revolution. And it's one of AEW's bigger pay-per-views. And the whole premise, the whole backdrop of it is Sting's last match. Sting is somebody who has been wrestling now. Let me pull up exactly when he made his debut. Oh, shit, I knew there was something I forgot with the chamber. The Grayson Waller effect. <laughs> like I said, there was really nothing to it. It pretty much furthered a possible tag match at Mania. Or, I mean, again, the one issue with Mania this year compared to uh, Mania in the past, there are so many, I wouldn't say unanswered questions, but there are so many different ways and different possibilities they can go head into major. Because, like I said, coming out of the chamber, we'll, then we'll get we'll touch on the stuff with Sting in a second here. 
we're getting Drew and Seth. That was that was made obvious. We're getting Cody and Roman. That was made obvious. We're getting Bailey and uh, and um Eo Sky made obvious. And there was one other match that was made official. I'm drawing a blank now on the other match. But here's where it gets interesting though. There were so many little matches that have been planted the seeds of. AJ and LA Knight, Randy and Logan, uh, Imperium versus, well, probably Damien. Now, the IC title is going to be an interesting thing. We'll get to that one in a second. Um, like I said, you know, you get the US title with Logan Paul and Randy Orton. You have, but now the bigger question is where does Rock sit in all this? That's the bigger question. You go through this whole thing where you know you have Rock come back, you have him, you have Cody essentially, I wouldn't say offer his spot at Mania, but pretty much give it and then turn turn it back. And you basically we're getting Hollywood Rock right now. And excuse me. We're getting Hollywood Rock right now, which is a good thing. But what makes this interesting now is where do you go with this? I mean, there's so much speculation going into that opening match where you could... Wow, Jason. Wow. Jason turns around and goes, are you in a cave? I just hear echoes. Does it sound that echoey right now? And Jason, by the way, your invite, by the way, is there to come on the podcast whenever you like, my friend. Just saying. But in regards to... I hear your voice twice. That's odd. Could anybody else? I'm not saying, Jason, you're wrong, but I don't have a microphone attached to this. That's odd. That really is odd. I'll have to look into it after the show tonight. Because... Unfortunately, Jason, there's a few, you know, things that we're kind of working out behind the scenes right now. But um, but no, like I said, in regards to with Mania, you got I mean, you got a net, but here's where the interesting thing comes in now. I read something today that supposedly Roman and Cody are gonna main event both nights. Now, is that gonna be we're getting we're more than likely getting a tag match that night one. But can I tell you something? I I wouldn't say I disagree with that per se. I just <laughs> Jason, all good, my friend, all good. I know I know you love hearing my voice twice. But um, it, it's gonna be. I think the way we look at. Mania, and like I said, we'll dive more into it in the weeks to come. 
this probably has to be one of the more interesting. Well, actually, you know, everybody who's watching, leave, let me know in the comments below. On a scale of 1 to 10, what's your interest level going into WrestleMania? So, like I said, leave that in the comments below. Definitely let me know what you think. But th this has to be one of the more interesting manias because there's so many different avenues that they can take. And right now, they're cooking all cylinders. So it's going to be very interesting. And the thing also I want to talk about with Mania quickly. Anybody notice they haven't announced any Hall of Famers yet? We're only a couple weeks away from, I think, Mania's in six weeks? Five, six weeks from now? They haven't announced any Hall of Famers yet. Personally, to me, this could, this one one thing that could be interesting. <coughs> You're in Philly. You haven't been in Philly in 18, 19 years, if not more. And a lot of these guys who were in ECW aren't around anymore. So now my question is this. Since you're in Philly, most a lot of the events are going to be happening at the 2300 arena or the ECW arena. Let me, let me call it what it is. Do you induct just specific acts? From uh, ECW, or do you induct the entire brand? And if you induct the entire brand, who does the induction? Because I know there's been a lot of talk, especially on social media, about Tommy Dreamer should get in, Paul Heyman should get in, Stanman, Sabu. They're all, I completely agree with all of them. But then on the flip side, you may never have your opportunity to commemorate, not commemorate, to honor the legacy of what ECW did. You may not get that opportunity again for who knows how long. And also, like I said before, a lot of these guys who were in ECW, let's call a spade a spade here for a second, aren't around. A lot of them are dying young. And the problem is, if you wait another, God, if you wait another 10, 15 years, who knows if a lot of these guys who are around now are going to be around? And would you rather induct ECW as a whole with, and have guys like Tommy Dreamer, like, you know, like Sandman, like Sabu, there in the present? Because I think that's going to be much, a much, a much more magical experience than doing it the other way. That would be like, you know, if and when they ever do WrestleMania down in Atlanta, I think you should induct WCW. Despite the fact, yes, I know WCW tried to run WWE out of business in the 90s with the, the Attitude Era, but look at what WCW did. But we're not talking about Atlanta. We're talking about Philly. We're talking about WrestleMania. Guys, like I said, any questions, any comments, definitely leave them in the comment section below. We'll definitely get to them. But moving along here, it was also announced today, and this is the last thing I want to get to with WWE, <coughs> before we get over to AEW, and that is the sign-in today of one half of, I would say, 
arguably one of the more dominant tag teams when it comes to New Japan uh, pro wrestling. And that would be freaking Gorilla's Destiny, Tamatanga. Because it was announced earlier today through uh, Wrestling Observer that Tamatanga has agreed to a deal to come to WWE. He finished up his commitments with New Japan, I think, a couple nights ago. Could he end up being a surprise night after WrestleMania? Possibly. Could he somehow? Because I don't know. He might. I don't, I'm not saying he definitely has. You know, <coughs> I think realistically, I think we get him the night after Mania. But now here's my next question. Does he go to NXT or does he come to the main roster? Because I know right now you got the Good Brothers down in NXT, and more than likely they're gunning for the NXT tag titles. More than likely. Do they do we get more of a do we get more of a bullet club almost? An original bullet club. Because you gotta realize, as of now, of the of Bullet Club, you got Styles in WWE. Then Balor in WWE. Um, I was going to say Adam Cole, but he's in AEW. Um, you have you have a lot of pieces in there that let's call it what it is. I, I think it's going to be tough, but personally, to me, <laughs> I hate to say this, I still think he. I think he goes to NXT. Not for long, though. I want to explain that. I wouldn't put him down there for that long. I would put him because here's my here's the reason why I say that. Most of the demographic of WWE is your casual fan. It's not somebody who is a hardcore fan who listens to the show or who watches us on YouTube. Which, by the way, get to subscribe button. It costs you nothing. Or who you know goes to independent wrestling shows. That's not what WWE goes for. They go for the casual fan. And if you're not a hardcore fan, you're not going to know who the hell Tamatanga is. So I think if you put him down in NXT, let him sort of get used to the WWE system and then slowly bring him up to the main roster, I think then you kind of, you know, you kind of let people learn who Tamatanga is. Now, I know, like I said, I know Tamatanga got signed. I'm not sure if Tongaloa as well. I'm not sure if both girls' destiny are coming over. Either way, I think it. Hold on one second. I just want to see. Oh. Um, just bear with me one second. But again, like I said, what's making this whole thing interesting is like, you know, like I was saying before, um, you know, with Tamatanga, 
I think you put him down in NXT. I really do. Speak, like I said, for that reason. But I want to keep things moving here. Again, guys, if anybody, first of all, if anybody would like to join me on here, because as you can see, I'm struggling doing a solo. Because I'm not used to doing a solo. Let me, if you're, you know, let me know in the comments below if you'd like to join the, the stream. I, I don't care if it's for the whole show, if it's just for a segment. But like I said, I, I forgot what it's like because I haven't done a solo show in God probably, whew, probably three years. And I'm talking, I mean, I used to do two hour shows by myself, and it's tough. So, like I said, if anybody like to join, leave it in the comments below. If you're friends with me on Facebook, I will send you the link to hop on with us because, guys, like I said. <laughs> this is not easy doing this solo. But I know I was so gung-ho on doing a solo, but no. I need I need a freaking co-host at this point. I can't do this shit by myself. But um, but no, like I said, guys, let's trans let's yeah, let's transfer over to AW. AW Revolution happening this Sunday. Live from the Greensboro Coliseum down in Greensboro, South Carolina. Sting's last match. He's in a tag team match for the titles, the tag titles against the Young Bucks. Now, I think a lot of this is due to the fact of his age, that they're not giving him a singles match to end out his career. But I think realistically, it's something that's going to be interesting to see. As far as an actually... I actually did some homework on this one. Do, do, do. Give me a second here. Because, ba-bang, there we go. I see the graphic here. It's a tornado tag match as Darby Allen Singh, who are your current tag team champions, take on the AEW, AEW EVPs in Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. <coughs> I hate to say this, I mean, not to hate to say this because this is kind of obvious at this point. We all know the Young Bucks are taking those belts coming out of out of Revolution. There's no two ways about it. They're going to... Here's the thing, though. I don't think Sting takes the pin here. I think Darby will take the pin here. Because then it kind of lets Sting kind of ride off into the sunset. Because also you have to realize, if they go the other route and they keep... And Tony Khan, Khan keeps the belt on Sting and Darby... What are you going to do with Sting retiring? Then why would you go on this whole thing that say this is Sting's last match? So it's kind of obvious what they're doing here. I think this could be, you're going to get the greatest hits for sure. I think in this match, the biggest thing, and I said this for a, few, for a while now, I think somehow Ric Flair gets involved in this match, shows his true colors, Turns on um, Sting, becomes the new manager of the Young Bucks. How apropos that Sting's last moments, he gets screwed arguably by one of his greatest rivals of all time in Rick. A guy who, let's call it what it is, I mean, they go back, well, you can go back to him and Rick um, back in the early WCW days. With um, <coughs> Clash of Champions 
especially their their wars in the eighties, the two of them. We also have Lex Luger, who's one of Singh's biggest rivals. You have uh, Hogan, who's also one of Singh's biggest rivals. So it's going to be interesting. I don't, th- I don't think we're getting Hogan on Sunday. We might get Luger, but that may, may be more of like a appearance saying, hey, I'm here, you know. Um, I know they announced, I know Kevin Nash tried to go, and WWE basically said, I know. But <laughs> so I think with that one, I think the Young Bucks take the belts. Let's keep things moving here as we now go over to the AEW International Championship as Orange Cassidy, apparently I can't speak English right now, takes on Roderick Strong of the Undisputed Kingdom. As much as I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy, and I'm a huge fan of what he's done, you got to put the belt on, on Roddy here. And I say that for one reason. Roddy is part of Undisputed Kingdom. And they had this whole pop and circumstance thing to close out 2023 at AW World's End when it was revealed that Adam Cole was the devil. What have they done? They've done nothing. Yes, granted, they've had matches here and there. But if you're trying to make this team into the dominant faction, you got to do something. You seriously have to do something, and this will only add legitimacy to the team. <coughs> and Roddy is somebody who he is a phenomenal worker in the ring. So the fact that so I think with this, I think Roddy takes the belt here. I really do. I think if you take if you don't put the belt on Roddy now, then realistically, what was the whole point of doing this whole undisputed kingdom thing? and trying to make it one of the most dominant factions if they're basically going to live in obscurity. And I mean, you go at it slow. And I get the fact, you know, you want to go at it slow. I understand that. But you got to start doing something soon. Because if you don't, like I said, your next pay-per-view is Double or Nothing, which I think is in May. I know they, I don't think they've announced the date yet, but I think it's in May. So you got nothing till Double or Nothing. Then you got Forbidden Door right after. Then you got um, all all in. Sorry, I had to look for a second. In August, you got all out coming in September. You got full gear probably November. So you got to do something now, because if you don't, this team, this whole undisputed kingdom is going to fall into obscurity. Now let's get to the match. This one's going to be a tough one to pick. Hangman Adam Page takes on Swerve Strickland and Smojo in a triple threat match for the AEW World Championship. This one is going to be a good one. And I say that for this reason. Where you got three guys in this ring who know what the hell they're doing. Between Samoa Joe, Swerve, and Hangman Adam Page. I was about to call him Magnum TA for a second. Because he... Especially now with his beard, he, he looks like Magnum T8. Let's just call it what it is. He is this match is gonna be a good one. As far as who do I see winning this? Oh, this one's a tough one. Because again, you can go so many ways with this. I think Samoa Joe dropping the belt here wouldn't do him harm per se, because he has Teflon. 
So I wouldn't, I don't think would do him harm at all. But do you hold off and give? Because realistically, I, I said this, we said this a lot towards the end of last year. Swerve Strickland is going to be AEW world champion at some point. It, I mean, he has, you know, when everybody doing the, you know, the swerve, I'm not going to do the dance. You know the dance. So here's my other question, though. Do you pull the trigger here, or do you wait till double or nothing, or do you wait till Forbidden Door? And I always say wait for Forbidden Door, because Forbidden Door, supposedly, from what I've read by all accounts, is going to be at Arthur Ashe in June. So do you wait until you're in Queens, or do you pull the trigger Sunday night in Greensboro? I mean, yes, great, I know you got double or nothing, which is considered their WrestleMania. But it's going to be telling. If it was me booking this, oof, I would say because I don't want this to become every title change. You know, every title changes hands here. But as far as how do I see this playing out? Joe pins Hangman. Joe pins Hangman. So then Hangman won't be in the contention anymore. And then we get Joe and Swerve at double or nothing. I think that's the only way that would make logical sense. So let's keep things moving here. As now we have <coughs> FTR, team of Dax Hardwood and Dash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler. I know I said Dash. Cash Wheeler taking on a team of John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli, also known as the Blackpool Combat Club. Now, this one right here is an interesting one. I say that for all of them. You got two teams here. And Blackpool Combat Club, I mean, you don't really think of guys like Moxley and guys like Claudio as being real, as tag team wrestling, so to speak. Because it, um, for that reason, I don't know why I was saying on that one. But like I said, I said this before. If you'd like to join tonight, you definitely can. Um, I can definitely use another voice on here just because my my uh my throat is killing me right now. But um but like I said, in regards to this match, it's gonna be a very good triple threat match. Oh not the triple threat, the tag the uh, tag match. I would say whoever wins this one could easily make the argument for them to be in contention for the tag titles down the road. I mean, FTR has already been there. My question is now, do you get Moxie and Claudio going for those titles? And do we essentially get... Because realistically, I think we get Claudio and... Uh, whatchamacallit. We get Claudio and Moxley getting the win here. But do we, does this now lead to, does this now lead to, um, them going after the Young Bucks? Because like I said earlier, I think the Young Bucks take the titles. But let me actually pull up the rest of the card and we will. See from there how it all plays out. 
Just give me one second here. Just give me one second. So like I said, we've, we talked about uh, Sting and Darby. We spoke about Orange Cassidy and Roddy Strong. We talked about the triple threat. Uh, we also have... Oh, interesting comment from, you know, from our good friend, Billy. He says, BCC doesn't need the titles, though. So then, Billy, let me ask you this then. Going off of what I was saying before in regards to the tag belts, do you see who do you see then being the team to go in after the Young Bucks then? If it's, and I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, I want to get your, you know, where you're, where you're seeing, where you're coming from this. But I just think to me, the only reason I was saying BCC is can you name another tag team that could go for those titles? But while we get that, um, let's keep things moving here. Because like I said, guys, we still got a lot of matches to get to for the women's match. Timeless Tony Storm takes on Deanna Peraza. I'm going to say this right now. I would not take the belt off Deanna, off of uh, Tony at all. Because she, what Tony Storm is doing right now with this whole, I still think, I still say it's Marilyn, it's a Marilyn Monroe gimmick. Let's just call it what it is. Has been incredible. <coughs> she has gotten this thing over so quickly. And I think eventually we will get uh, Deanna with the belt. I just don't think it's now. Because I still think there's a lot to the story here. I really do. Uh, for the, in a singles match, because I'm just double checking to make sure this isn't for the title. Oh, it is for the Continental. Uh, for the title. Um, Eddie Kingston takes on Brian Danielson. And supposedly from what I'm reading here, the stipulation is if Danielson loses, he has to shake the hand of Eddie Kingston. This one, I mean, you got two guys who are hard-hitting machines here. And Danielson and um, what's we call it? Danielson and Kingston. And it is It is. I still think Eddie takes the win here. <coughs> I think Eddie takes the win here because I think they're really behind him right now. And I think Danielson, as much as I hate to say this, I think he's on the tail end of his career. And him getting the title wouldn't make sense right now. Not right now, but it wouldn't make sense at all. So it is... So that's why to me, I think Eddie gets the win there. And let me finish up here. Oh, we got a few more matches. My bad. Uh, we got Will Ospreay taking on Takeshka. And, and mind, this is Ospreay's first official match under the under the AEW, under being full-time AEW. And this one, I mean, you got two guys who are hard-hitting. Let's call it what it is. With Takeshka and Ospreay. I think Osprey gets the win here. I think it 
yes, it would it would hurt Takeshka a little bit, but not by much. Now we got the TNT title happening right now, as we have Christian Cage defending the title with Kill Switch, Mother Wayne, and the prodigy Nick Wayne taking on Daniel Garcia. As it was reported, uh, Adam Copeland is not eligible to wrestle right now. I don't know if they announced the actual reason, but he's just not eligible right now to wrestle. So Garcia is getting the opportunity. There's two scenarios that can be played out here. First of all, as much as I think that... As much as I think that, you know... Because I know I was talking to somebody about this, and I said, oh, you know, what about turning Copeland heel? I don't think you turn Copeland heel. I think think Adam Copeland, or Edge, as most people know him as, doesn't really pan off right now. Doesn't really pan off to turning heel, let me put it that way. I think down the road, yes. I think right now, no. (coughs) As far as how do I see this match playing out, I think Christian gets the win here. What Christian Cage is doing right now with that TNT title, he's making it mean something. And I'll say this much, and this could get he he's me making that title mean a hell of a lot more than the AEW World Title, because whoever takes the title off of Christian is going to get a monster baby reaction. Let's call it what it is. But it is. It's the whole thing. It's going to be very telling to see how that whole thing plays out. But again, guys, I want to keep things moving here. If you'd like to join the show, you definitely can. You know, let me know in the comments below, or if you're a friend on Facebook, just shoot me a message, and I will definitely send you a link. Because, like I said, I thought I was very high and mighty myself, saying that I can do the show solo, and I can't. I really can't. I'll be the first one to come out and say it. It's tough doing a show solo. Especially pro wrestling. Yeah, you kind of need a second. Uh, you kind of need that second person. So let's keep things moving here as we have the triple threat meet madness match. Now, anybody who's watching us, what exactly is a meet madness match? That's my first question. Does that mean they get to throw turkey and pastrami at everybody? Or is that, you know, like, how does that whole thing work out? But we have Wardlow taking on Powerhouse Hobbs, taking on Lance Archer. So basically, the way they positioned this, and this goes back to my whole... (coughs) (coughs) This goes back to my whole thing with with, uh, Roddy. Warlow again is in the position where he I feel like he has to get the win here. And I think unfortunately the one to take the loss is gonna be Lance Archer. I hate to say this. I really do, but there's no other way. And also I like to know what the hell the stipulation is. Is this just, you know, we get to throw deli meat at everybody? Or is it, you know, we have to get the three big meaty men to be in this match? So that's what I'm curious to find out. That is what I'm very, very curious to find out. 
But again, guys, if you have any questions, you can definitely leave them in the comments below. Because like I said, guys, you guys are my co-hosts tonight. If there's anything you guys like to talk about, definitely leave them in the comments below. If you like, like I said before, if you'd like to hop on, you definitely can. Me you know, message me below. Actually, crap, I can't. Because I'm live right now. Um, hold on. I got an idea. I'm gonna give this a shot. Let me see if I can pull this one off. Bear with me one second here. I'm trying something out here for the first time. The link to join the stream is in the comment section below if you'd like to join. See what happens. But like I said, we have at the towards in about, I would say 10, 15 minutes or so, we will definitely have uh some news to break and boy guys when I tell you the news we have it's going to be incredible news but in regard you know overall uh, what I'm looking forward forward to with this uh, with AEW Revolution happening this Sunday is is AEW be able to pull what WWE did with the Elimination Chamber and make this and make this pay-per-view mean something I mean we just went through the whole card and AEW really has to play this off right. Because again, like I said, you got nothing till double double or nothing. You got nothing. I mean, that's where it's going to be interesting. Is how does this all play out come Sunday? Uh, as far as us doing a watch along, I'm not sure yet. If we're going to be doing one, uh, stay, stay locked into all of our social media accounts. And I'll definitely let you guys know if we're doing one as well. But um, but yeah, like I said, guys, we got that coming up. Uh, but as far as I just want to talk about Sting here for a second. Sting is somebody who's been wrestling since the '80s. He has been in every company pretty much. I'm trying to think here. He was in WWE. He was in WCW. He was in TNA. I want to double check to see if he was in ECW. I think he was. Um, I'm I'm not gonna hold it against anybody if he I'm not sure. Uh, let me take a look. Yeah, he debuted in '85. Uh, let me see something here. Yep, like I said, he was in a. Obviously, we know he's in AEW. That's where he is right now. Duh. He was in Jim Crockett Promotions or WCW. He was a part of. TNA for a while. He was a part of, he was part of Universal Wrestling Federation. I don't know that was way before my time. He was a part of World Wrestling All Stars. He was a part of, obviously he's a WWE Hall of Famer. He also has won several awards, including Match of the Year in 1980. We were talking about it before, with how Rick was one of his more prominent, um, more prominent opponents that he's had uh so he won a match of the year in 88 most charismatic in 88 and 92 most improved in 88 most unimproved in 90 best baby face in 92 he won the obviously everybody knows about the worst about the match he had at victory road back in 2011 he also won in tna 
He won most inspirational star, most inspirational wrestler of the year in 07, match of the year with Kurt Angle at Bound for Glory 07, and match of the year with AJ Styles at Bound for Glory 09. He is also a TNA, he's a TNA Hall of Famer. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. He's also in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is located. Oh, it was located in upstate New York, actually. Or it was in upstate New York originally, but I'm just reading right now that in 2021, they had to close due to water leaks and never reopened. So, but obviously now, if you know, we have the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, which, by the way, shout out to Seth Turner for creating the thumb wrestling game. As we saw, as the video dropped, we... um. <laughs> he introduced competitive thumb wrestling recently, and he brought it to the kickoff show for Dynasty uh, last week or the week before. No, last week. Sorry, my bad. Not this past week, the week beforehand. And it was it was fun to say the least. Um, one of the early matches they had that night, in case you didn't see the video, was myself taking on good friend of the show and good friend, your friend and our friend, Billy. Uh, she ended up, I ended up beating her, then Rita Chatteron, who I, I said this before, when it comes to the thumb wrestling thing, Rita is the undertaker. But she beat everybody. So, guys, definitely be on the lookout. If you're up in the Albany area, definitely go check out. You have, but the thing is, you have to just remember one thing. The Hall of Fame is open, I think? Just for days of shows or days of events. So, like, if there's like Monster Jam up there, or there is, you know, Roar or SmackDown, which I know SmackDown, I think, is coming back to the area the end of May, I think. Uh, definitely go check it out. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely, you know, it, it's it's a good place. I highly recommend it. So, where I don't know where I was going with all that, my whole thing is this. In regards to Sting, I mean, this guy has had a story career. This guy has been in wrestling for since the 80s. I was at work today, and a lot of people I work with are not diehard wrestling fans like myself, but they, they're casual fans, or they remember wrestling back in the 90s. And I was mentioned, I don't know how it came up, but somehow we brought Sting up in conversation. And when I told them that Sting was still wrestling, their mouths dropped to the floor. This is a guy who's in here, who's 62 or 63. And I know a lot of guys, when they get older in age and their wrestlers tend to like slow down, not with Sting. I mean, he's still doing freaking jumps off a of freaking, uh, I forgot what match it was, but it was an AEW he did this when he did a dive off of the the second like level, so to speak. But <coughs> like I said, overall, fantastic wrestler. Can't say anything bad about him at all. But as far as the other stuff that I want to get to tonight, because I was going to make sure we got WWE. Oh, a uh, new logo came out today for Dynamite, which actually, I want to see if I can. 
give me a second here. I want to see something. If I can pull up the new AEW Dynamite logo. Because they, they announced it takes, I think they revealed it for, uh, whatchamacallit. Hold on one second. They revealed it for the show in Winnipeg. Just give me one second. I want to see if I can do the do 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 do. There we go. And guys, there's a new logo right there for Dynamite. Let me just see if I can actually get a full. Uh, nope, not what I want to do. Hold on, I'm kind of doing this at the, on the fly right now. Uh, view image, here we go. Let's see how that looks. Oh, okay, I guess it didn't do anything. Oh, because I'm on the wrong, I'm on the wrong tab, that's why. Again, guys, this is what happens when you're doing this stuff on the fly like this. No, I didn't plan this part out of the show. Uh, just give me one second. Let me see what we, if I can do this the right way. Here we I go. There we go. There's the new logo. Honestly, I like it. It's very simple. And do I think it's going to attract viewers? I don't know. They haven't been able to hit a million yet, so who knows? But again, guys, that is the new logo. But I want to just check something quickly here. Because I think there might have been a possible return tonight on Dynamite. Oh, not Dynamite. A possible... <coughs> Shit. A possible mention of a return happening on NXT tonight. So I just want to pull this up and make sure I... Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Not who I expected. But apparently... Uh, Sean Spears came back tonight. Which I just want to get confirmation on this first. Yeah, looks like Sean Spears is back in. Uh, looks like the chairman is back. So that's going to be interesting, to say the least. It's definitely going to be. God, I love how everybody is, you know, so uppity up about this, yet I don't see any... Oh, no, not that video. I'm trying to see if there's nobody has any pictures on it or anything. But yeah, apparently Sean Spears made his return tonight to WWE. And honestly, I don't mind it because I think in WWE, I think he'll be used a lot better than he was in AEW. Because especially now, you have a new regime in WWE. 
So I think it's going to be very, going to be very interesting to see how it all. <coughs> could be very interesting, to say the least. But last thing I want to get to is I have some news to break. And guys, let me know in the comments below, you know. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to say the announcements. So we got, like I said, we got a few announcements coming up. Unless anybody has anything else they want to get into tonight. Because, guys, we have some interviews coming up this week that I'm incredibly honored and incredibly thankful that they're even going to be happening. Because the first interview we have dropped will be dropping both of the, yeah, both of these interviews will probably be dropping by Friday. But this one I am very couldn't be happier for. This guy very rarely does interviews, and thanks to Anthony Cole of Breed Combination, which might have just spoiled who this guy is. But joining me this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern is the All Father. Your current BCW World Heavyweight Champion, Darius Harder, makes his first return back to this said podcast since he lost the belt initially to Marina Shafir at last year's Queen of the North. So we'll definitely be looking. I'm definitely looking forward to that interview. <coughs> that interview, I'm not sure yet. I have to kind of see how it plays out. I might actually do that interview live. I have to say. And guys, joining me this coming Friday night, he, this is a guy who, a lot of you may not know who he is per se, but he is definitely, I would say one of the better wrestlers out there, especially from the upstate area. Because joining me this Friday night, 8.30 Eastern, is a legit one, Johan Nahara. Now, Johan, if I mispronounce your last name, I apologize. He'll be joining me this coming Friday night. So stay tuned. We got those two interviews dropping. We I might do a watch along. I'm not 100% sure yet. So we got that coming up for you guys. Oh, and there's also one other announcement. Now, as many of you guys know, did I delete it? No, I didn't delete it. Okay, phew. Thank God. As many of you guys know, Ryan Peterson and I will be at <coughs> the block party. This coming, not this coming, but on Friday, April 5th from 4 to 7 at the 2300 Arena or formerly known as the ECW Arena. I got confirmation tonight that there's going to be somebody else joining that show. Another big time guess. And here's how I'm going to, here's how I'm going to make this announcement. Timothy Embler, who was the promoter of uh, Battleground Championship Wrestling has his Monday night announcements starting at 7 p.m. Go check out his announcements Monday night, especially this coming Monday night, because this graphic is going to be changing because there's going to be one more person joining us live from that arena during that show. You're not going to want to miss it. Again, guys, also like to make one other mention. We still have a few bags of our coffee left. Definitely, you want to get it because everybody who's had it absolutely loves it. So you definitely want to get some of our coffee. Uh, it's literally 
right, right there. Can't miss it. Uh, it's was brewed by our friends over at Motor Oil Coffee with several locations, including Troy, Schenectady, uh, Albany. I'm drawing a blank on some others here. Freddie, Jermaine, or anybody from that area, please let me know if there's other locations. <laughs> so, again, guys, definitely get our coffee. It is some of the best damn coffee you'll ever have. Uh, let me just go. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Give me a second here. That's where you can find me on all social media accounts at John underscore Blaine on, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's just simply John Blaine. Uh, for the show itself, you can follow us on all social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Guys, I appreciate everybody who watched tonight. I appreciate everybody who commented tonight. I'm not here without you guys. I know this is kind of an odd setup tonight without, you know, without Ryan here, without a second person here, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping the weeks to come, I'm hoping to fill in with some guest co-hosts. But again, guys, like I said, I appreciate all the support. It means a lot. Again, guys, like I said before, we get Darius this Thursday, Johans this Friday. Uh, also, be on the lookout for another episode of UW Rewind coming up very soon as well as episode two just dropped. And I think episode three, I think is going to be dropping at some point soon. Because I know episodes four and five just got filmed this past weekend. And folks, when I tell you some of the matches on that card were really good, I'm not kidding. They were really freaking good. But again, guys, go if you want to go watch any of the UWE stuff, go to go to YouTube, type in Upstate Wrestling Entertainment. While you're also there, type in the new ATR network. Definitely hit the subscribe button. It costs you nothing. It does wonders for us. Uh if you follow if you find us on Facebook, hit the follow button. On X, it's it's uh, at Around Rope Show on X. Um, I'm trying to think here. And guys, uh, first final thoughts for me, even though I've been talking straight through for the last hour and 20 minutes. Um, a lot of the stuff that's coming up now for the show, I'm incredibly grateful for. And I'm having a shit ton of fun doing all of it. But guys, the one thing I will say is I am thankful, I'm grateful that you guys all get to be on here for the ride. <laughs> like I said, we'll be back. We'll... Actually, you know what? No. I'm going to go a step further. We'll be live this Thursday for the interview with Darius Carter. Why not go for the gusto? You're not going to want to miss that interview. Friday, Johan Nahara or Nara will be on with us. Uh, we got AW Revolution. Then coming up next week on the show, we'll have all of your fall from AW Revolution. And we will get you guys ready for Immortal Championship Wrestling as they present homecoming too. As as a lot of the matches have been announced recently, we'll get more into that next week. We'll probably have some other stuff sprinkled in as well. But again, guys, appreciate all the support. It means a lot. We're not here without you guys. Go to the subscribe button. Go follow us on YouTube. No, go follow us on Facebook. And guys, again, thank you. Catch you guys next week.